Hey, what is going on, Clippers fans? It is me, Positive Chuck Mockler, usually joined by We Own the Opinion up like three days a week for you, 7 a.m. But today he had to go get a dog. He's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So we welcome uh, the illustrious, the innovating captain of the canoes, one of the hosts of the Clipset pod, Brian Cullen. How the hell are you? Wow, I'm doing a lot better. That was a great intro, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, today, we're going to be breaking down the Clippers bench player season grades, really up and down as far as those things go. Um, we're going to be talking the departure of Kenny Atkinson and what that means for the Clippers' development, what it means for implications of maybe certain Clippers perhaps or perhaps not returning. Uh, there's some Patrick Beverly extension talk in the ether we're going to kick around, and then the Clippers are being very tight-lipped about their draft workouts. We found a certain uh, Duke player who's going to be shooting around for them, which may or may not be a good idea. Uh, we will talk more on that. And then, as we do every single Friday here on Locked on Clippers, we're going to be giving you a love-merry quarantine where we pick a topic semi-related to the Clippers, and then we choose if we are loving it, marrying it, or keeping it the heck away from us. Uh, today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Uh, enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. So pop a couple cloves at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. All right, welcome to the bench player season grades. Let's get right into it. Brian, Terrence Mann, we're starting with basically our favorite bench player. Um, before the season, a fair amount of people, including myself, weren't really sure what his season would be like um it was kind of in limbo like, with what we saw from doc the year before how would you grade terrence Mann's season yeah it's it's an a i love that you're starting with terrence man um i see what you're doing here chuck you're taking a jab at me you clearly know that <laughs> in the beginning of the season uh i was very outspoken i i quote i said quote he does not have an nba talent Damn. And okay. I was, I was I low on him. I did not know. <laughs> I did not know that you went that low. Um, yeah. Um, but you know what? Incredible. I've never, <laughs> I've never been happier to be so wrong. Right. Uh, Terrence man, like he, he went from me thinking he had no NBA talent to me being like, give him Kawhi's contract. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a, he, he stepped up, you know what I mean? Like, like he was kind of only used as as a one or a two last season and which I is think the biggest issue exactly and i think that's where a lot of you know what i thought was you know predicated on but he had a really good regular season he he took a lot of big strides his shooting came a long way his defense came a long way his rebounding is unbelievable mm -hmm. and for me i feel like there's another step that we're going to be able to see from him next season. And right. in the playoffs, I think Ty figured out something in terms of using him playing minutes at the five. And I kind of like that. It's a really small lineup, but he was pretty successful with it. Um, yeah, he was, he was unreal this season. Um, I, I think you're right. I think he, I'm, we could literally boil it down to one game and it's his 40 point game in game six yeah. to, to get to the team to the first conference finals appearance. So yeah, it's an iconic Clippers performance. Um, I think it's incredible that because his biggest issues were on the defensive end last season. Like there were times when it was like, Terrence, what's going on, man? And now the fact that Ty Lue says things like he helps the team guard one through five is mind blowing. Yeah. Um, well, in his hesitation, he was always really hesitant to shoot. He's the ball. still a little hesitant from deep, but I think part of that comes from the fact that like he's on the court with like guys who just shoot better than him from deep. So he's kind of thinking like, should I be taking the shot? And it's like, Terrence, yes. Um, 
mean, he was obviously on fire from deep in the 39 point game. And then even the game before that against the Jazz in game five, he shot like uh, like four or five or something like that. So like it seems like yeah. it's starting to get figured out. Um, his shot making, his shot creation ability because of his athleticism, athleticism is kind of insane. Like some of his finishes and these turnaround jumpers that he gets, um, his footwork got a lot better this season. So I'm really excited. But yeah, I think I think A is uh, very fair. I'm uh, I'm sure you're bummed to give that grade out after what you said. Not at all. I, not <laughs> at all. I'm very happy to give that grade out. You know, it's funny because we're talking about his shooting, but you talking about his finishing, I think, is kind of an you know under discussed element of his game now because of of the game six performance and and you know the strides that he took in terms of his his shooting from three but man his ability to get to the rim like it's there have been jokes that he's like a little kawaii but like he's got more pg to his game Dude, he has so much more energy will call them yeah. chaotic good and i think that's like the best <laughs> way to describe how he attacks the rim because most of the time you're like i mean go for it dude like it usually works yeah. out pretty well i i mean the only person who might have feared rudy gobert less than him was reggie jackson yeah which man we could do a whole episode based on that um <laughs> moving on to ohio's favorite son uh luke Kennard. Had a bit of an interesting year for the Clippers. Not yeah. really a clear-cut role. Um, helped us win a few games that we probably should have lost. I think he had 28 against Memphis. Um, he started in 17 games for the Clippers, so it's not like he wasn't ready. Shot 44% from three on 3.6 attempts per game. I honestly put kind of a lot of like the the Luke detriments a little bit more on the, the coaching. Not to say that we like should have given Luke the ball more, but they're still figuring out his role, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's kind of a logjam position for the Clippers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they they clearly see a ton, ton of potential in them. Um, you know, they gave them that extension over the summer. And I, I think it's there. And it's funny because we're talking about Terrence Mann, you know, being on the floor with other shooters and, and sometimes hesitating. And, and to me, that's my biggest oh, gripe with yeah. – with, um, I just said grife. That's how embedded I am with, with Clippers. <laughs> Season's still going on. Media. <laughs> My biggest gripe with Luke Kennard is that he does defer a bit much, and you can see him think for a he quick pump second. Fakes. The pump fakes were absurd. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. just shoot it, dude. Because we saw it in the playoffs, right? There were times in the playoffs where Luke's release was faster than we'd seen in the regular season. When um, he when great. he when he does that, when he makes those quick decisions, he's at his absolute best. And right. you know, we'll, we'll get to this a little bit. Uh, further down the bench but you know i do think that he's kind of being groomed to be the lou will type in terms of uh creating his own shot but Mm -hmm. but being able to bend defenses a little more that's the thing is he doesn't have the inside game uh as much as as you would maybe want but his ability to stretch the floor his passing i think is pretty underrated i want to see those assists get up a little more next year definitely possible but yeah yeah two you're like dude you were running point (laughs) <laughs> well, and that and that comes down to usage, right? Is that sure. he wasn't yeah. really using much uh, in the games that we did, like when we saw the Clippers go full canoe and and you know like that second half against Atlanta uh, in yeah. February, whatever it is, he looked fantastic. So I think part of it is confidence, and I think part of it is is he just needs a, a little bit of you know a bigger shot, which might be difficult for him considering the the coming out party that Terrence Mann had. What's your grade on his season? I would give him a B. Just because in the time that we saw him, I I do like what what I saw him do, and in the playoffs, you know, like he he's a, a 
guy that we never talk about defense with, but he's still like I think there's, his instincts are there. Pretty good reason about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his his body isn't built for it. He doesn't have the you know like Reggie Jackson's seven foot wingspan or anything yeah. like that. But like. You know, he's. I. There were moments where I saw him doing the right stuff. You know, like yeah, he's, he has hustle plays every now and then. He's not going to contest the way that a guy with with super long arms will. But he was at least staying in front of guys, and at times that's all you can ask for. And and if yeah. and if he's going to make up for it on the other end of the court, which we've seen him be able to do, and you know, I kind of like some of the like. I like how he looks off the dribble at times. I think that he's able to find his own shot. So I, I'm going to give him a B just because I don't think it was, you know, an abject disaster by any means. And I think that there's a much bigger role for him going into next season. I'm giving him a C um, because, you know, I don't know. It just didn't, it was average. It was like an okay season from Luke Kennard for me. Um, I'm also avoiding the reply guys from Ohio right now. Oh so. yeah. I think I have one of them blocked. Um, <laughs> he would get so mad when we would like make jokes about Luke Kennard. He'd be like, you guys are being mean. It's like, you don't know how to take a joke. Um, <laughs> Boogie cousins. I'm go- right off the bat. I'm giving Boogie cousins an a plus. Yeah. I, so I've got to be, I've got to take my personal feelings out of it. I've never been a big Boogie cousins fan. Um, but yeah, he he was he was good, and and you've got a note in here that I 100% agree with that playing him too long in certain situations is not his fault. Yeah, um, and he did quite a bit with that time. Yeah, yeah, which was I, very surprising. I'm not pretending like this was something we all saw coming, but like, dude, he hit threes. He was taking he took so many charges. Like he was a great physical presence. It just like. I don't know. I guess I hope he comes back for another min, but for what we paid, this was fantastic. Yeah. I think my only beef with, with that um, is when he's on the floor, obviously he's not, you know, quick enough or nimble enough to be a, a great defensive big. He's not really going to be your rim protector by any means. Yeah. So he really has to be an offensive big. And when that happens, I just think that he becomes the focal point on offense in the post oh, for sure. And it takes the ball out of other players' hands. I'd like to see shooting, but you know, with that happening, he does play bully ball really well. Um, he's he's pretty good in the post with that. So I'll give him that. I don't love him trying to stretch the floor, if I'm being honest. I just don't think he has it as well as he did in his prime in Sacramento. But he can knock him down from time to time. And he loves Paul George. Yeah. He really rides for Paul George, which is great. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back on him, man. Um, yeah. I mean, he gave us more than Joe Kim Noah gave us. So Very good call. <laughs> um, real quick, we're going to wrap these last couple guys up. Rajon Rondo, um, F, F, yeah, just a complete F. F. We gave up the he he came in and helped us win some regular season games, but not playoff games, which is not really why you get Rajon Rondo. Um, we had to give two picks for him, just a disaster, yeah. And he costs us nine million dollars next season, so yep. cool. We're gonna have to attach some picks to get rid of them. Uh, we'll do <laughs> an hour special about that when that trade gets announced. Um, I think it's a buyout. I like, do you not think that a buyout is on the table? I don't know. I mean, apparently, according to his taxes, Balmer's operating at a loss every year. So I'm not sure he can afford the buyout. Yeah, um, that's, that's tough news on the day that uh, he just broke $100 billion in net yeah. worth. Um, Patrick Patterson uh, made $3 million, which is, you know, he was getting paid two vet minimums. I don't know, D? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he wasn't... <laughs> Good. It was the end. It was the instant oatmeal season. He did have those moments where he could come in and hit sh- hit some shots, um, 
you know, I don't, I don't really know what the purpose was. Like, I guess it was a break in case of emergency. Although we saw some emergencies, we didn't even break. Not to break. Yeah. yeah, just standing um, there looking at the fire extinguisher. <laughs> he's got to have some value with with the locker room. That's my that's my only. What thought. an you entire know, extra vet men contracts value. Like that's what gets me. It was a panic signing, you know. Like as as some of the other bigs were kind of signing elsewhere. I think that uh, the Clippers were still in discussions with Serge Ibaka and it wasn't solidified yet. And they were like, well, let's do this just in case. Yeah, I guess. Um, what's your grade for him? Yeah, I'd go with, like, I, I'd give him a C. Oh, okay. Fair. Um, Jay Scrub. The legend of Jay Scrub continues to grow. Uh, I didn't think he was going to play at all this season. Yeah. Played 39 minutes versus the Rockets and then 36 versus OKC in that last game. Um, hope he's in the G League next year. Just because there's a, you said there's a log jam. Jay Scrub's not getting time over those guys. Um, I guess a plus cause he came back from injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did what he was asked to do at the end of the season. Yeah. I have this, I can't explain it. It's not basically like, I'm not a college hoops guy. So like my scouting is, is you're not a Juco coach. hoops guy, dude. You're not a real hooper at all. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, yeah, there's multiple reasons why I'm not a real hooper, but <laughs> I have this sneaking suspicion that he's going to develop into something really nice for the Clippers. I can't explain it. It's he just to work a- on his outside shot. It's just a gut feeling I have, but I think Jay Scrub is going to be something that we're all impressed with. I I just like a fan favorite, not like you know what I'm saying. Like no, a, I I think he can be a, like I just have this feeling that he's going to be like a nice role player. Like I don't I right. I can't tell you where that's coming from. I think it's just the fact that he's not. It's a, the legend of Jay Scrub. I've talked about it on this podcast. He has he has a lore behind him already. <laughs> and he he's not an a, and he's not player. A, he got he's not a six two center. He got hurt. Like he's back for the clip. It's this the building blocks are there for an amazing story. Uh, Daniel Oturu got blocked eight times in the game versus OKC, where he took twenty three shots. Needs to work on jumping, which I don't really understand. Um, C minus D. He was bad. Yeah, I so I had a running joke. I was running his stats throughout the uh, the entire playoffs, um, but that but, didn't take too long. Uh, yeah, I mean he was shooting sixty percent true shooting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not good. Like it this is this is the prototype Bad center. Pick. Yeah, yeah, Clippers pick for a big man where they trade up, get an undersized big man that yeah, I don't know. But like who knows? You know what I mean? I, I could sit here and say that, you know, I don't really see an NBA future for him and then Do he it, man. He'll be great next year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's um, the eight and stopper next season in the Western yeah, Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't want to give up on him quite yet, but I mean, I just feeling time. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't see him being any better than Kevin Gelly personally. Oof, damn. All right, that's harsh words. Um, last what have one. you seen? What have you seen? A lot of energy, you know. Um, I don't know. I think he'll get better help than Kevin Gelly, but that's a whole other episode. Yeah, because I think the Clippers yeah. kind of tanked that young guy's career. Um, Yogi Ferrell, last one, came in insanely clutch. Um, versus Memphis, 8.7 assists. Not really sure if he'll be on the team next year, but all things considered, hey, take a B plus. Yeah, that's fair. I like I like Yogi. There's just something about him that Great I like. Great mustache. <laughs> yeah. He's just... And like, you know what? Getting him was taking him away from other teams because he is the prototype Clipper killer, just a tiny guard. That yeah, like who's going to have eight and seven. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, he was a board away from a triple-double. Um, yeah. All right, those are the bench grades. We've done Ty Lue, uh on the last episode. Then we did the starters, the one before that. Go check that out. Coming up, 
We're going to be talking the Clippers coaching vacancies as well as Pat Bev extension talk. But first, hey, sports gambling is legal in the United States and that may or may not have terrible repercussions, but it's a fun time. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, over. Uh, NHL, over. College basketball, definitely over. But you can bet on baseball, the NBA, not for too long, and the WNBA. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website, which is betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all capital letters in one word, for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, welcome to uh, everyone who coaches for the Clippers is leaving. Uh, (laughs) Shams reported that the Golden State Warriors are near agreement to hire Clippers assistant Kenny Atkinson as a lead assistant. Is he leaving just for the promotion? Also, how much of a promotion is this? I think it's a promotion in the sense that he's going to get a little more exposure. Um, You know, he he was a head coach. I think that, you know, personally, I I think that he he got screwed a little bit in in Brooklyn. Um, he's really good at at building a culture and getting guys to buy in. You know, he took that that Brooklyn team that had no draft picks, had no mm-hmm. you know big agents, and he turned them into a fun team that competed every night. Yeah. Um, you know, I the Warriors kind of you're you're maybe expecting a bit of a come up for them next season with Clay Thompson. You know, hopefully being healthy and coming back and and you know getting close to what he was before. Um, but is it a higher profile spot if the guy above you is Steve Kerr is like one of the most popular coaches? In the yeah, league? I think like so. You know, I think the Clippers were a bit of a stepping stone to get his you know name back into coaching circles, mm-hmm. uh, and then this might be a, a stepping stone to get him you know the the following season another head coaching job. Right, yeah, that's a fair point. What bums me out is, all right, so no Chauncey Billups, no Kenny Atkinson. The player development section of the Clippers coaching staff has really taken a nosedive. Um, this, these two guys were huge in getting Terrence Mann to develop, um, gets, you know, maximize the role players and all that stuff. And like you said, building a culture. I mean, hopefully we can keep Sean fine. Um, but what do you think this means for Mann? Does this worry you at all about Mann's development? Or do you think that he learned enough in this season to be able to build on it well? I think he's good. I think he, I think he, he, took what you would want him to take from that coaching staff. I mean, I think there are some things where, where we could see man get better, but you, you know, you got to remember he was what a four year collegiate player. He's 25, he's He's older than Luke Kennard. Yeah. So he'll be 25 next season. Um, you know, I, I do think that he can get better, but like, I think that, you know, I I don't think he's going to be a superstar by any means, but I I do think that he's going to be Jay scrub. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I, but I, I do think that there's still, you know, the ability for the Clippers to put somebody in that can develop good young talent. Like, yes, it, it hurts yeah. to see, you know, those two guys go, like especially Kenny Atkinson. But I don't think that they're, you know, I, I don't think it's the Clippers are in a position to to not replace them with somebody capable. Right. That's a good call. Um, yeah. Hope man can keep on that train. We only got one year of like the best Clippers coaching staff of all time, which is a little which bums me out. Yeah, but that happens. I mean, that's sure. that happens. It was like, so quick, though. Um, yeah, this was something that was put into my head by Will Updike, my co-host. He said, "Do we think this is perhaps an indication that some people know that some players won't be returning?" 
No, I think that this is an indication. Is that pure tinfoil hat? A bit, yeah, I think so. But also there's Uh, a part of you that's like... I mean, you could flip the script and say, hey, maybe Kenny Atkinson sees, you know, things kind of failing over in Golden State and Steve Kerr getting the axe and he could step into an interim coaching job. Yeah. So like you could could flip that anyway. Obviously, (laughs) you're hinting here at Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi is going anywhere. That's another episode, another discussion. But like, no, I think that I think that these guys, you know, are are really trying to build their careers and um who who can blame them? You know, and like I said, like especially with Kenny Atkinson, who, you know, I, I think got kind of a raw deal in Brooklyn. Like, I think this is a great way for him to to rebuild his name in uh, you know, front offices and and get his name back out there and, you know, maybe one day become a head coach again. Do you th- what's the timeline for Clippers hiring coaches here? Is I was wondering. Do you hire the coaches before you know before Kawhi signs? Do you hire him? Do you hire him after it's for sure? Or do you just like we like cause the Clippers, even if Kawhi, which for a weird reason wouldn't come back, we know what this team looks like offensively, right? Like it's not like that big of yeah. a system issue. So do you want him to hire quick or do you just want him to wait? I think you need to move quick just because I think mm-hmm. other teams are moving quick. Right. Um, you know, I I put it on, on Twitter the, the other day. starts in like 150 days or something insane. 89 days. Oh, the, way off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think it's actually down to eighty-seven now. But anyways, um, all right, I get it. You know, I think that they've got a whiteboard with a list of names on it. I think they're doing the work already. Like, you know, I, I don't think anybody was blindsided by Kenny Atkinson gold, going to Golden State. Like, all of this stuff is being discussed. Um, yeah, you know, you have to think that they're they're already being proactive. The name I threw out there was Natalie Nikasi. Oh hell yeah, she's been the team forever. She was, was on the coaching team, staff. Right? Yeah, she's she's been great with the. Uh, with the Clippers D league team. Uh, you know, she has a great rapport with, with the players. She's obviously proven that, that she can work with, you know, young talent and get the best out of them. And, and um, I, I think that there's a very real possibility that she comes back. You know, she was under Clippers or she, she was on the coaching staff under doc, which yeah. you have to, you know, put a grain of salt on that because and Sam Cassell would play one-on-one together pregame. It was great. Yeah, and like that was a you know a regime that didn't prioritize development. So I don't know if she was being used to her most potential Ooh. there. And so this might be a really nice opportunity for yeah, her to, to put her in the G in. League. You're like, well, this is clearly a development league. Like, yeah. so she's got to be. Yeah, that's a really good call. Um, really quick, just a couple minutes for this one. Patrick Beverly, um, according uh, to Hoops Hype, a source told them that Bev is open to an extension with the Clippers. We know he's turned down more money before. Turned down like $10 million extra total from the Kings to stay with the Clippers. But, I mean, I think most players would do that. Um, He's on an expiring, making $14 million next season. He's 37. He played in 30 – excuse me, he's 34, played in 37 games last season. We know what his history with injuries is like. Where are you at on extension? Should the Clippers just wait? This is – we don't really know dates or anything right now. We're just kind of kicking it around. Yeah, this is is a tough one. Um, You know, I love Patrick Beverly. Uh, I think what he brings to the team when he is available is is invaluable. You know, he was fantastic in the Utah series. He was great in against Phoenix. Um, Up until the very, 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 very end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went out in the most Patrick Beverly way you could possibly right. go out yeah, of that series. Um, you know, you got to love that about him. But at the same time, like you just said, he played 37 games. You know, he was 50... What did he play? 51 games the year before. Yeah. You know, 18, 19, he played 78, but that was a triumph. And that's the most he's ever played in his career. 
uh, in a regular season. Out. So, you know, he's he's got multiple seasons under 70 games. Like, he's getting older. Those knee issues don't just go away in your 30s. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love the guy. I think he's great. I think he does a lot for the locker room. He does a lot for the intensity on the court. But at a certain time, as cutthroat as this sounds, I think you have to think about maybe shipping him out and in favor of somebody who can be a little more available, um, you know, throughout the regular season, a little youth. It's just such a tough thing because he, he is that good. And, and, you know, his shooting is, is such an underappreciated aspect of his game. I don't know. I, I could honestly see, you know, maybe the extension helps the ability to move him. Um, I could see him. What and is it Rondo. though? Like it can't be more than 10 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, maybe you package him with Rondo and something else and, and you get something. Some picks. Back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, coming up on shavings, we're going to be talking some pros- uh, prospect workout talk and then play love, Mary quarantine. But first got to give a shout out to built bar uh, with 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non nut for the people out there with allergies, stuff to do with. Uh, one of these new flavors is lemon almond cheesecake, which is absolutely fantastic. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Right now, you might get a free cooler with purchase. This is a limited drop while supplies last. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That is all capital letters, uh, one word. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Brian, with the draft coming up, um, you know, people are just abuzz about what the Clippers are going to do with this 25th pick. (laughs) Uh, The rumor mills are circulating. No, there's been no information. Uh, The Kings said recently they're just not telling anyone who they work out, which I think is funny. Kind of just because all that information comes out anyway. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't think you can tell someone working out for you to not tell people. Yeah, every 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 athlete signing an NDA as they walk out. Of the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the Clippers have a workout coming up with Matthew Hurt from Duke. He is a six nine power forward who shot forty four percent from three on five three point attempts per game. His attempts and percentage went up from his first to his second year, which is a good sign. Sabrina Merchant, who um, very knowledgeable about Duke basketball, let us know that his defense is very bad. He apparently is a cool. gifted offensive player, but he gets hunted on defense a la another Duke alum, Luke Kennard. Um, the Clips have the 25th pick. Would you use it on this guy? <laughs> I mean, it's so tough because, like, you know, like I said earlier, I, I don't really watch college hoops. So um, I'm I'm not the draft guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of Duke players that have obviously turned into great NBA talents. I don't love getting a guy that can't defend. Like I, I I'm at the point. Where <laughs> I, I never know. understand that when I'm looking at these, I'm like, I don't think the Clippers are draft. I hope the Clippers aren't drafting a guy who just can't defend. Yeah. Not even that you're okay. Just that you can't. Yeah. You know, like we've obviously seen a lot of guys into the league and, and train and become, you know, efficient scorers and efficient shooters. Um, defense is something you don't see you don't see somebody come in and five years later it's like ah, they didn't play defense before but they're amazing now they're locking everybody <laughs> down so like uh you know I'd, I'd rather you know go after somebody who's a little more defensive minded yeah um, i do love the fact that he's six nine because there's a ton of jokes to be made there and his last name is hurt who who doesn't like that's great if you had a guy if you had hurt and scrub on the clip man 
Yeah, come on, man. Like, this is great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for the content, it's fantastic. Um, I will give you that. I'm, I, I don't know. And I think another another wing, it's like, let's maybe get a guard. Like, let's try and draft a, yeah. a guard earlier than, you know, we're like, we took J-Scrap. Um, all right. Now, the best part of the Friday episodes, we're going to play Love, Mary, Quarantine, um, which is where we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers. This one, uh, this week is prospect intangibles you'd want to see the most. New ways to, this is where the NDA comes in handy. The previous mentioned Brian <laughs> Cullen NDA for draft uh, ease. So, first option, fastest eater. Okay, just <laughs> just in the locker room, fastest eater. Sure, well at the combine, because this is a pre-draft workout Okay, situation. at the combine. So there's fastest a table set eater. up next to the court. Um, office likability. <laughs> you have to work as a temp in a corporate setting for a week and get an aggregate score from your coworkers on your social interaction and just overall office chillness. Okay. Um, next option, handyman knowledge. Verbal tests on household fix-it scenarios. Not disasters. We're not talking, you know, your septic tank blew up. Just average little things. Yeah. And then uh, last option, tallest dad. This one's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> okay. So which one of these would you love? Which one would you marry? And which one would you not use to assess a draft prospect? I'm going to love, I'm going to love tallest dad. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a tough you know, one. You yeah. don't know. And like, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like corny dads. I just, you know, get at me dads. I'm out here, especially if you're tall. All right. Which one are you marrying? I'm going to marry handyman knowledge. <laughs> That's is a good one. You know, cause like it, it shows a lot in your ability to think on your feet. Like if anybody's done any, you know, little like work around the house or your apartment, it's, it's not so much a test in like, you know, your, your trade school knowledge. It's, it, it goes back to making bongs in high school, right? Like how creative are you going to get? Like, how are you going to rig this thing to work just enough to where you don't have to. <laughs> oh, you're not it? actually fixed. So you want people to not actually fix things. I'm just saying, like you said, not disastrous. Like you tighten some screws. Okay. Like but you can fix things that aren't disastrous. Well, fair. That's fair. I just think it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good knowledge to have. And it applies to a lot more. How much duct tape are on your pipes right now? <laughs> I don't, there is no pipe anymore. It's just duct tape. Yeah. Um, and which one are you quarantining? I'm going to quarantine office likability. Uh, okay. sm small talk makes my skin crawl. Right. Um, and that is what office likability comes down to is like water cooler talk. And I hate that shit. See, dude. this is where the front office is like, look, he didn't do a lot of small talk, but he was very efficient with getting his work done. And no one was offended by the lack of small talk. Yeah, but let's be honest, like in a work setting, <laughs> you're the only one you're like, we got to draft this guy. And then he turns out to be great. You're like, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, those are, those are very good options. I am loving fastest eater. Okay. I think this shows a, how competitive the, the player is, you know, um, and B just a good time, you know, take a little break in between the workout so you can eat the fastest. Um, that's fair. I relate to that as the youngest in my family, everybody ate off my plate growing up. So I had to learn how to eat really there you quickly. Go. Yeah. yeah. Competitive early. Great sign. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually marrying office like ability. Okay. Because I think the corporate setting is the Clippers office. And so they're fair. just a temp and it also kind of, you know, maybe the Clippers got to treat their employees a little better. You don't know. Um, 
but no, I like that one. That just seems like a good time. Um, and I'm quarantining. I'm quarantining Tallest Dad. Why is that? It feels like it just doesn't feel fair. Complete luck of the draw. Whereas fastest eater you can control office like ability. I mean, a little more random, but tallest dad is completely random. You don't think genetics plays into the role there a little bit? I think it does, but then I think it gets weird from the teams. <laughs> fair, very fair. <laughs> um, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. This was fantastic. Um, will you tell these very smart listeners where they can find your fantastic content? Uh, yeah. So like you said in the beginning, I co-host a Clippers podcast called the Clipset Podcast with Joseph Rye Ward. Uh, you know, we, we have content coming out throughout the off season. Um, you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. You can sign up. We are a completely listener supported show. Um, so if you have the ability to do so, we, we really appreciate the support and that's patreon.com slash pod. You can follow the show on Twitter at at Clipset Pod. You can follow myself on Twitter at Brian S. Cullen, and you can follow my co-host on Twitter at Joseph Raya Ward. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the show. You also invented the canoe. So if you have a canoe shirt, you can thank this uh, this genius right here. That's that's jo- Joseph actually came up with the name. I just thank uh, Joseph. I, do not thank Brian Cullen for the canoes. I'm just in the marketing department. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can find us as well, also on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, all those fantastic uh, services. Also, Amazon Music will play uh, our podcast if you say play Locked On Clips. Please give us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It really keeps us going. Monday's episode, we're going to have Carl Tart here to reflect mm. on this last season. And get, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, he has a lot to say. Uh, and give out what changes he wants for next year. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, which might be a lot. Who knows? We are coming at you three days a week, 7 a.m. Uh, here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks, and we will talk to you on Monday.